0: guys, welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Karnishan, joined as always by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, the best co-host in the business, Devin Jackson. Before we hear from Devin, I just want to remind everybody that today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, except they're so much better and so much better for you. And we want to give you get back to you guys, so go ahead. Use the promo code Big Shots, all one word, all caps, to get ten percent off your next built bar purchase. Devin, how you doing today, man?
1: Pretty good, man. That was uh, the
0: cleanest we, that promo yeah. has ever gone.
1: Yeah, you you hit that right on the nail. But man, I'm I'm doing good, man. I'm excited for today's episode. We got uh, a little something special for you guys. Uh, a little bit something different, uh, special with the this weekend's games being. Uh, frankly, terrible. Uh, but yeah, excited for today, and and you know we we got a special guest coming up on Thursday as well too. So,
0: oh man, you know what? The, I tweeted out over the weekend that we have over the next probably four to six weeks some of the best guests you could possibly get lined up. Uh, some of the best people in media were working on getting players on on the podcast. Like we really want. Everybody just have a really good time tuning in. We really want to build this thing so that when episode 100 comes and it's coming around the corner, it's going to be here before we know it. It's going to be something special, man. We want it to feel special. We want you guys to, to look forward to listening to the podcast more so than you already do.
1: Well, it's crazy because we'll hit like almost what 70 episodes in a calendar year, which is insane.
0: Yeah. Cause I think we hit, we hit 30. In January,
1: <laughs> we're so we already eclipsed that, and we still what got a couple weeks left in, yeah. in the year.
0: Like we're, at, so... I think this is seventy-two for us, something like that. What are we at? What episode is this? Uh, this would be episode. Why can't I see shit? This episode seventy-one. We would have had seventy-two, but um, yeah. Both of us were just too damn tired to try to do it, and schedules didn't quite ma- mash out. Uh, but it's a good thing we didn't do the preview um, podcast, because, well, now we don't really need to do a review podcast. These games were terrible. Uh, they either started off as blowouts and continued to be blowouts, or they were intriguing and then turned into blowouts. Like, none of these games were really all that interesting.
1: Yeah, there was maybe two, three games that were interesting, and over the nightcap games. UC- USC, UCLA. I'm devastated that UCLA couldn't hold on because my guy DTR
0: actually oh, DTR had a played good well, game. but I'm so glad that they lost. I, do you know how hard it is for me, a California Golden Bears fan, to be pulling for USC in a game? Yeah, it, it's tough. Just because I hate Chip Kelly, but, <laughs> by the way, Cal season is officially over. Their game has been canceled against uh, Arizona.
1: Makes sense. It, I mean, it sucks. The Pac-12 has been a crapshoot. USC is probably their best chance to get to the playoff. And honestly, if they don't blow out uh who they're playing this week, Washington, if they don't blow out Washington in the Pac-12 championship. I mean, they're probably not going to make it anyway, but yeah. it's going to solidify it.
0: Hey, hey, you got to make sure that Iowa State's well represented, that 2 lost team that lost. To- Goodbye. But <laughs> the, 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 the this has been the worst year for, for the college football playoff rankings.
1: Yeah, it's been god-awful. Sorry to my uh, fellow Florida brethren. Uh, LSU actually showed up and won a ridiculous game. you want to know
0: why? It's because Brad Johnson's son was the quarterback.
1: Max Johnson, man, the future. He is the future. Because Miles Brennan is probably going to be gone. Uh, And TJ Finley just looks like he doesn't give a damn. (laughs) So...
0: Uh, I'm, I was, dude that TJ Finley dude.
1: You see, I was like happy and sad because I picked Florida to go to the championship and, and beat Alabama, but I didn't expect their defense to be costing Bad them ass. games. They just immediately. Well, it's twice. Both games are on the defense, in my opinion, because the offense scored enough points to win. Can we but...
0: laugh at Marco Wilson? Listen. Do you know what dude, I, I What? He's from the same hometown as Elijah Moore. You know what it it makes
1: sense. Some <laughs> things just make sense. In the biggest game of the year, they just don't know how to act. Uh but yeah, speaking of Elijah Moore, he's he's a top 15 wideout. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So Top 15. No. Speak enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like we said, um we really wanted to just do something different kind of tired of doing these these weekly reviews, especially if the college games are going to be kind of boring. We're not sure what this is going to carry on into bowl season because so many teams are are starting to kind of opt out of playing in bowl games, which is good. I mean, a lot of it is like, you know, hey, rather than dedicating yourself to a bowl game in a year that doesn't matter and might be canceled anyways, go home, spend time with your family. It's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're going to be excited to do that. I mean, but the, the bowl games at this point don't make sense because half of them will at least get postponed or canceled and you can't really postpone bowl games you got to play them on that day
0: exactly so why not like sit out so again we'll see what the what how our how our uh recording uh, what our topics are going to be going forward uh you're still going to hear us probably every tuesday probably every thursday or friday but today we just didn't really feel like diving into some, frankly, uninspiring, boring games, because even the NFL games weren't that great. Um, so, Devin has started putting together some, not concrete, but, you know, some more official rankings.
1: Yeah, yeah. some baseline rankings, because they're going to
0: Running back, wide receiver, tight end, and offensive tackle, right? Yeah. Yep. Now, I have all 11, but I'm not going to put you through that. <laughs> So we're just going to basically go through our full rankings at this moment at those positions. And then we'll kind of talk about some of the differences, guys, that w- one of the, where we're kind of split on. Just to, to freshen things up, if you will. That's so it why was. don't you go first with your quarterbacks? All right. I got
1: 15 quarterbacks ranked, uh, starting, obviously, number one, Trevor Lawrence. Then
0: Shocker. Justin
1: Fields, <laughs> Trey Lance, Zach Wilson. Number five, this is going to be an interesting one. I don't know if he's going to declare, but I had Carson Strong at five. Oh! Uh, Kyle Trask at six, six. Matt Jones, seven. Desmond Ritter, eight. Shane Bouchelle nine. Kellamon 10. Brock Purdy, 11. Spencer Sanders, 12. Ian Book, 13. Kenny Pickett, 14. And Sam Ellinger, 15.
0: Okay. So you mentioned a couple of names that actually just aren't even on my list because I don't have as many ranked as you do. Mm-hmm. But... Well, let me give you through. So I have, I have 14. Alright. And again, there are some names that are missing from mine. Uh, you know, Kellen Mond, uh, Sam Ellinger, and Carson Strong. So I have a different crop of guys. So I have at the top, Shocker, Trevor Lawrence, number one overall player for me. uh, Best chance we've got to have. I've ne, I've only had a, a quarterback as my number one overall player at the end of the season once, and it was Teddy Bridgewater. Even Joe Burrow didn't get that. Uh, but no, he's gonna he's gonna basically reset my my grading scale for quarterbacks. Uh, he and Justin Fields are both gonna be ranked higher in terms of overall grade than um, than Burrow was. So Fields is at two. Trey Lance, three, Zach Wilson, four, Kyle Trask at five, uh, six, Mac Jones, seven, Desmond Ritter, eight, Spencer Sanders, nine, Kenny Pickett, who has the strongest arm in the, no, I'm not doing that joke again, um, ten, Shane Bouchelle, eleven, Brock Purdy, twelve, Jamie Newman, thirteen, Dorian Thompson Robinson, fourteen, KJ Costello.
1: Not gonna lie, I forgot to rank Jamie uh, Newman, so I made to go back and put him in there. Um,
0: <laughs> well, he yeah. hasn't played this year, to be fair. Yeah.
1: yeah, but then again, I haven't studied him yet, so I need to go back and do that. So,
0: I'm... I'm here's the thing. For me, I'm basing it off of the Wake Forest tape, which mm-hmm. is the only tape we have, but his Wake Forest tape was okay. I never saw the QB3, QB4 hype he was getting. Um because i felt a lot of it was bailed out by some of the offense around him. Uh he just kind of would chuck it up there and hope for the best and that's not going to work at the next level.
1: No, it's not. Um and then, you know, uh i didn't put DTR in mind because i think he's going to come back. I don't think he he's going to declare after this season. So I, I also kept in mind that these are guys that i think are going to declare. Yeah. Spencer so for- Sanders may not either. So Yeah,
0: same. So what I've done is for guys that have declared on my big board in my Excel spreadsheet, their names are just in bold so that I know, okay, they're already out. Everybody else can literally just be dropped in a moment's notice if they decide they're coming back to school. But yeah, guys so, that have already declared, they're not playing this you know for the rest of the year, they've opted out of the season, whatever, they're already emboldened, they're not I don't need to worry about them.
1: Yeah, so my way, I'm, I kind to
0: keep it organized so that I don't get to the combine and there's like six guys that I actually have gone back to school.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I might update my uh quarterback rankings here and probably put Jamie Newman at ten over uh Kellen Mond, Uh but uh in general though, uh we I think we have what Brock Purdy in like the the similar spot. Yeah. Uh Ritter, Shane Bouchel, they're all in like that.
0: Seven you know, through ten.
1: So we we see we see it pretty similarly. Uh I just think at the bottom, I put Sam Ellinger because he, he's gonna probably put get KJ drafted. I KJ
0: Costello but. because LOL KJ Costello.
1: Remember when I, I mean, he
0: started a game?
1: Yeah. It, I that, almost it, feel
0: bad like I should take him out of the rankings because he's he, not he even starting.
1: Even, I don't even have him in there, but he hasn't what Star games is like what September October.
0: I think it's been <laughs> about. uh No, it was early November. I think, I think. so, bad. He's, he, so bad. He, Yeah, no, he's gonna be this year. Shea Patterson, where he's just kind of there. Shea Patterson, Brad Worthy, they're just kind of there. They have no future. They're a great baseline of might get a camp invite.
1: Well, I mean Shea Patterson did get cut, so
0: yeah, exactly. I don't uh, even, right, I don't even so know why that you picked them up. I have nineteen running backs. I know you have twenty. Do you want to go yeah. five for five and then kind of? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, let's do that.
0: Five, and I'll do five. Yep. Work for you? Okay, so start with your five.
1: Uh, I think we have a pretty similarly, maybe one or two all, but I got Najee Harris, one, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, Kenneth Gamewell, and then Jared Patterson at five.
0: So for me, it's very close. So I have Najee Harris at one, Travis Etienne at two, Javante Williams at three. Jamar Jefferson from Oregon State at four, Kenneth Gainwell at five. The reason I said, like, five for five is so that we're both not listing off 20 names at a time and then trying to remember what we just said.
1: Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, so
0: obviously the big difference is you have Jarrett Patterson, whereas I have Jamar Jefferson. So Jamar Jefferson, I mean, it's been said by Ben Solak. It's been said by our guy Carter Donick that Jamar Jefferson is having the season that we all thought Chuba Hubbard would have.
1: Yeah. For sure.
0: And they play very similarly. I think that Chuba is faster, but I think that game speed this year especially, Jefferson has has showed better long speed on film. He's shown better cutting ability. Hubbard has just not played well this year. Yeah. Whereas Jefferson yeah. everything we wanted Chuba to be. Everything I wanted Chuba Hubbard to be. So why don't yeah. you go 6 through 10?
1: Yeah, so uh Jefferson did hit my top ten, but uh I got Colin Hill at six, Chuba Hubbard at seven, uh Verdell at eight, uh, Khalil Herbert at nine, and then Jamar Jefferson at ten.
0: Okay, so again, a little bit a little bit different here, six or ten. So I have Jarrett Patterson uh at six. Uh the fact that he's broken like a thousand yards in three and a half games or four and a half games or something, is just pure insanity. Um and I love – by the way, he is an elite Twitter follow. He is an elite Twitter follow because he he talks mad shit about, like, Listen, Heisman rankings, draft rankings. The dude's just a boss, and I love it.
1: That, he He's top five just based on that alone. Uh, but no, <laughs> no. Nah, nah,
0: all Chirp team, everything. So, yeah, Patterson, six. Chuba at seven. Michael Carter from North Carolina at eight. CJ Verdel at nine. Kylan Hill at ten. The big difference on us is Kylin Hill, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, Kylin Hill, and then uh, I have Khalil Herbert in mind, yeah. and
0: you so don't. Herbert's not in my rankings. I haven't really studied enough of him yet. But for Kylin Hill, the reason why he's 10th, I loved his 2018 film, his 2019 film. I hated what he showed in 2020, and it's not his fault. It's because Mike Leach decided to ruin him.
1: Well, that's why I have Kylin Hill and Chuba Hubbard back to back because they're like not great film, but they're still good players. Yeah, and bad, they'll test well. Twenty
0: twenty film, they'll test well, but like the the talent is there. Here's the thing with Kylin Hill: if he just stayed that same type of back that he was at Mississippi State before Leach got there, where they let him run through the tackles, and sure, like listen, the big knock on Kylin Hill this year was could he catch? And they he showed, showed him that. to catch. Yeah, what,
1: 13, he had like 15 receptions for 79 yards in a game.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, he, he'd also get like five carries for 12. So it's like, great, yeah. you've now shown he can catch, but you've done it at the expense of his ability to run the football. Well, the running back class, it was hard for me
1: to stack up, because it's like, there are a bunch of talented guys, but some have shown better film than others, so...
0: Some um, are I think, more potential, some are more, I, you know, consistency. It's, it's really weird. Cause this was supposed to be such a great class. And it was like, yeah, at the beginning we're like, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Chuba Hubbard, Kylan Hill, Zamir White, Raheem Boyd. And it's like, Kenneth Gainwell opted out. And then like, Javante Williams and Jamar Jefferson came out of nowhere. Yeah. And Jared Patterson exploded.
1: Yeah, we knew he, he could be a potential good back, but he just said time to put my put some respect on my name, so Yeah.
0: All right, so you wanna go eleven through fifteen?
1: Yep, so I got Larry Roundtree from Mizzou, Zamir White, uh at twelve, Javian Hawkins, thirteen, Demetric Felton at fourteen, some of who I really like and I think he's going to rise up in my rankings, but I have him there for now because I wanna see how he does in the senior bowl and then fifteen I got uh Mohammed Ibrahim. Ibrahim.
0: All right. So it's a little, it, we have a lot of the same names, just kind of in different orders. So I have it, Demetric Felton at 11. Uh, again, as a UCLA uh, hater, it pains me to be ranking a UCLA guy that high. I hate UCLA, mostly because of my hatred of Chip Kelly. And we've been over this. Uh, but yeah, Demetric Felton at 11, Muhammad Ibrahim at 12. My big concern about Ibrahim is how much Minnesota needed him this year? Because they were just like, hey, Muhammad, here's 43 carries in a game. Uh, Rakeem Boyd, 13. Cameron Harris from Miami, 14. Zamir White from Georgia at 15. Yeah,
1: not too much. I, I haven't seen Cameron Harris yet, so that's why I don't have him ranked yet. So, you know, names I left off are guys I just have not gotten to yet.
0: Yeah. And then you have 16 through 20. I have 16 through 19 because I don't have 20 yet.
1: Yeah, so I got Michael Carter, 16. Uh, Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana Lafayette, 17. Puka Williams, 18. Rakeem Boyd, 19. And then Max 40 20.
0: I have Javian Hawkins, 16. Listen, he is an electric runner with the ball in his hands is one problem. He is incredibly small. And he cannot pass protect whatsoever. He's a, he's, he's not even a traffic cone. He's a crash test dummy in, in pass protection. It scares me. 17 Puka Williams. I don't even know if he's going to be playing running back at the next level. Uh, I think this was mentioned by our guy Thorne Eystrom where he's like 5'11 and 170 pounds. He's got slot receiver build. Uh, he also does not have good vision. So that doesn't exactly lend to, a lot of success. Max Borgie at 18 and a former podcast guest of ours, Devin, at 19 in Louisiana Tech's Justin Henderson.
1: Look, I, I really, I really like Henderson, man. Uh, you know, he, you know, did a full interview with him, sit down and stuff like that. It's just tough, man, for him to, to crack this, this top 20 for me at oh, least.
0: Yeah. It's- and here's, here's the thing. He's at 19 and here are some of the names that are on my urgent watch list. Trey Sermon, Master Team, Chris Evans, Jared Dokes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jared Dokes is a name that will probably feature somewhere in the top 15 on my list and, and probably move some guys around. Uh, sure. I might change it later today, honestly. Uh, cause now I'm thinking about, I think I like the Demetric Felton a lot more than Javion Hawkins. So
0: <laughs> see, see, I'm getting you to kind of, but, but at the same time, man, if that's what you think, like, yeah, 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 for sure. Right. I mean, that—that that was just what, we got that. a lot of players. I have twenty-three. You have thirty. I uh, have it, so many guys. Here's the thing: wide receiver. I actually cut down the list because I was looking at. it. I'm like, all right, how many of these guys have I legitimately actually watched? And there are some like Des Fitzpatrick, J- uh, J.D. Spielman, Amir- uh, Smith, Marset, Demonte Coxie. These guys are they're 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 like next for me. I need to study them. But I just haven't watched enough of them yet to make a solid decision. So why don't we go five for five again, Yeah. and then yeah. you just go like tw- twenty through <laughs> fucking thirty. I, here's yeah. the thing. I'm, I, here's the because we're getting more media people. I'm trying not to cuss as much, and yeah. then it just it just happens.
1: <clears throat> yeah, a couple couple ones don't hurt. But for me, uh, for right now, I got uh, Jamar Chase one, Jalen Waddle two, Devonte Smith three, Rashad Bateman four, Terrence Marshall five.
0: All right. So I have it a little different. I have Jamar Chase, one, Jalen Waddle, two, Devontae Smith, three, Rashad Bateman, four, Rondale Moore, five. Yeah,
1: so the Rondell Moore one was hard for me because I really like him. But it was hard for me to put him in top five or even a top six is what I'm about to uh reveal. So, that that one's tough for me um it's a very odd case yeah it, it's like we know how explosive he is but it's like he didn't he showed some flashes this year but it just wasn't his film altogether. was not great this year
0: was he hurt so, was he being disciplined for something like it was yeah, a we don't weird know. saga but then he hit the field it was like oh okay so rondell moore is just back to being rondell moore yeah right. weird. you want to give us six through ten
1: Yep, so Chris Olave, 6, Rondell Moore, 7, Kadarius Tony 8, Tylen Wallace, 9, Seth Williams, 10.
0: I have it slightly different, and I mentioned before the podcast that I feel like the next time I update my rankings, there's one player that's going to have to be higher, because I feel like I'm almost disrespecting him with where he's put. Uh, so I have it, Terrace Marshall, 6, Chris Olave, 7, Amon Ross St. Brown, 8, Tylen Wallace, 9. And Kadarius Tony at ten, and Tony is definitely the one where I could see him being a lot closer to wide receiver five than wide receiver ten the next time. For I sure. On. Well, the thing is, it's like he's been no. so good. I yeah, told so. everybody in the in the summer, you just need to get the ball. Step one, get you know get the ball in Kadarius uh, Tony's uh, hands. Step two, question mark. Step three, success.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we know the NFL likes fast guys, and he's gonna fit the bill. He's everything so,
0: they wanted Tutu Atwell to be.
1: Exactly. Pretty much. Except he much bigger. bigger
0: and faster and better.
1: <laughs> and Yeah, pretty much. All
0: right. So, uh,
1: 11 through 15. I feel like the next 10 guys are where we're going to have the most differences. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, but 11, I got Elijah Moore, 12, Sage Sherratt, 13, Amon Ross, St. Brown, 14, Diami Brown, and then 15, e Amir smith said.
0: See, I love Amon Ross St. Brown because he's so much faster than his two brothers. He's a lot oh, better easily. than his two brothers. Easily. Uh, and he's been – I mean, here's the thing. You watch those first couple USC games and it was like, yeah, once he gets the ball in the end zone, then we'll be talking. But, like, he was just cooking defensive backs. And then he just decided, oh, hey, four touchdowns in a, in a quarter. I can do that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've, I love Amon Ross St. Brown because he's also, he's small, but he blocks really well too. He's a very good well, block, receiver.
1: Well, that's what part of my thing with kind of 13. So like him and Elijah Moore to me are kind of similar. I think Amon Ross St. Brown's probably going to be higher once the final rankings hit, but I think Elijah Moore, it's hard to ignore what he's done.
0: Oh, for sure. All right. So for me, eleven. I have Seth Williams. By the way, loved what he did to that uh, Mississippi State defender. This Yo, last
1: week. that is legendary. <laughs> legendary. First of I all, homeboy in the ankle socks.
0: Legendary. Homeboy in the ankle socks should not have been chirping. On so the very next play, he got beat deep.
1: He had ankle socks on with black cleats. It was just like everything was he wrong. He had my
0: he- level of drip.
1: Um. <laughs> Man, come on, man.
0: You're not giving yourself enough credit. Nah, nah, nah. In my playing days I was not exactly known from my from my drip. My fashion days came long afterwards. Uh okay, so yeah, I have Seth Williams at eleven, uh Sage Surratt at twelve, Frank Darby from Arizona State at thirteen, uh Elijah Moore at fourteen, Diami Brown at fifteen.
1: Yeah, we the the difference was uh definitely Frank Darby. You're higher on him than me. He was someone I like coming into the season, but um,
0: got hurt in the first game. Hasn't quite bounced yeah. back from it yet. It's yeah, and to me
1: right now, he's still labeled as just that vertical guy. You know, he hasn't really shown the other parts of his game yet. So that's what made it difficult for me did, not having him. I don't him even in the know
0: if really made that much of an impact in the seventy to seven game against Arizona.
1: He definitely did not. It, and honestly, he didn't need to.
0: <laughs> he Arizona didn't need to. just
1: said. We want uh, Kevin Sumlin fired, so we're going to shit the bed.
0: Yeah, we'll talk more about that once we're done this. I don't <laughs> know why we decided to go rankings and then into, into, into news, but why not? Why not? Yeah. It's kind of an on-the-fly episode. Why not? We have we have some fun on the Big Shots podcast. Uh, yes. So you want to go 16 through 20? Yep.
1: So I got Marquez Stevenson from Houston at 16, Tutu Atwell 17, Wop Fillure at 18. Got to show love for my guy Wop. Uh, Reggie Roberson, despite his in- injury, uh, at 19, and then Nico Collins at 20.
0: Uh, so yeah, we're very different on this one. I have 16 Wap Fillier, 17 Amari Rogers from Clemson, 18 Tamorian Terry from Florida State, 19 Tutu Atwell, 20 Daz Newsom. So, what would you like to talk about from that one? <laughs> uh,
1: well, all those guys, I mean, I have those guys ranked, but they're just lower.
0: You've watched more receivers than I have. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but, uh, for me, Amari Rogers, he's probably gonna rise up some more for me. Right now, the initial ranking is just because I only saw one game of him so far.
0: Now, here's so, the thing. I have a question for you. Let's say up? Justin Ross declares for the draft. Where would you put Ooh. him? Ooh, <sighs> that's tough.
1: He has to be top 15, top 20, in my opinion.
0: Uh, just That based injury is his... scary. He's like a top 5 on talent, but that injury yeah, is scary. Yeah, yeah. But, ranking them in the top 10
1: i think would be a disservice to the guys who are in currently in my top 10 right now because who do you put them over
0: who do you exactly man like this receiver class is stupid deep stupid deep well yeah because i know because i'm so this
1: week i'm releasing my rankings one position group at a time this week starting tomorrow uh when this podcast comes out but people are gonna have issues with it but I gave him a disclaimer. These are the guys I watched so far. Yeah. You know, so, uh, obviously there's going to be disagreement, but it's just how I see it right now,
0: but I'm just going to rattle off my next three because I only have 23, whereas you have 30. Gotcha. So good. 21, Ameka Mezi from NC State, 22, Colorado State's Warren Jackson, who has not played this year. He opted out. And then 23, Charleston Rambo out of Oklahoma. I really expected bigger things from him.
1: Uh, honestly, he's not even ranked in my There talker. you go. So, so let's I go 20 through 25. Like...
0: We'll talk and then we'll, so you're not listed 10 straight names yeah. and then I can't remember.
1: So 21, I got Frank Darby, 22, Daz Newsom, uh, 23, Tamorian Terry, um, 24, She Smith, and then 25, Austin Watkins.
0: First, I think it's actually Shy Smith. Shy Smith, my bad. Shy Smith. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, let's talk Tamorian Terry. Mm hmm. All the potential in the world. Bad hands. Bad really consistency. Really bad hands. Not a great route runner. Like Auden Tate almost coming out. I hate to use school to school comparison, but Auden Tate was a lot of the same way. Had so much mm. potential, but never put it together.
1: So here's the thing for me on Terry. I feel like if a team really buys into his development and you know, takes the time to, you know, try like to like the progress Bengals him along. did with Audit. Yeah, even the Seahawks to some degree with DK Metcalf, you know, I think he can be a better receiver than put on the field because he's shown flashes. He is extremely talented, but his tape, bad hands, uh a combination of other things with Florida State, uh, honestly it, it was hard to put him in the top twenty. So that's why he was just outside. Uh Shai Smith Fast, uh, has pretty good hands, uh, someone that could create separation, uh, one of, I think he's probably gonna be one of those, cause this, now this is getting into like third round territory, fourth round territory, and With, I think that's new For something.
0: me, alright, so here's the thing. So I have Tamori and Terry, who I think is actually the last guy I have ranked at the wide receiver position. Uh, actually no, it's Wap Filler that's the last guy I have ranked at the wide receiver position on my overall big board, and Wap is coming in at, Hundred and ninth. So I'm already in day three. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so this is what I'm saying. They're they're like these guys now, they're gonna be like it really depends on testing. So someone like Nico Collins, if he doesn't test well, he's probably going day three. Um even though Mel Kuyper had him what as a top ten
0: receiver. Who is this? Mel Kuyper. No, no no who who did he have Oh, the top? Nico Collins. Oh no. 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 No no no. I don't even so, think he's the best receiver at Michigan.
1: Uh, he's not, and I haven't gotten a chance to watch Rodney Bell this year, and that's someone I forgot to rank. Yeah, But he's probably going to – he's definitely going to be over uh, – There Michael are Smith.
0: there are some guys that I have not – that are, literally aren't even on that watch list that I need to add to that I have a feeling I'm going to come away very impressed with. Rodney Bell is one of them. The other one is Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Yeah, but he's just a sophomore, I believe. I know, but, but – Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he moves be well next. at 6'3 and 230. Yeah, so. Th- he's a big old dude playing wide receiver.
1: So disclaimer, uh, so I was talking to, you know, so I did the tweet about George Pickens and then uh, uh Valdivinos, he quote tweeted and talked about some other guys, David Bell, um, Pickens, and then somebody else, I can't remember the top of my head. And then someone was in the comments, you know, said, you know, Traylon Burks. I said, yeah, I don't think he has this, you know, he's up there with those guys just yet, but he's really good. And then someone quote tweeted me and said, you know, you're not watching the same Arkansas tape. So I was like, dude, it's okay. Like,
0: Relax. those Roulette have the, different opinions.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, people were just tripping, man.
0: Uh But <laughs> you depending on my
1: rankings here. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> I let's got, see 25, um, there. Someone that I am very intrigued by and I'm probably going to do a study on him in the next couple of weeks is, uh, Jalen Darden from North Texas. He's at 26 I, for me.
0: I don't even know who that is. So good. <laughs> well, once he, you're done, we'll let you talk. For sure. But he, uh,
1: just, he leads the country in touchdown receptions. That's, uh, that's why I'll tell you right now. So, uh, but then 27 Warren Jackson, someone I liked over the summer. It's going to be hard for him to crack the top 30 once everyone gets in uh and everyone, you know, I watch everyone, but uh I still really like him. Josh Palmer, 28.
0: Hey, like. yes, sir. And
1: then 29. I got Amari Rogers. Like I said, just one game watch of him so far. He's going to rise up for sure. And then 30. Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan.
0: That name sounds familiar. And I don't know if he's related to him or not, but I know Minnesota had a running back back in the day, Leon Eskridge. uh, Maybe.
1: I'm not sure.
0: I I don't know if they're related. Uh, I I looked this up, but if Eskridge is a senior now, he'd be like 22, 23. And Daleon's like in his thirties. Right. Like early thirties. So I don't know, maybe they're related, but I have seen Dwayne Eskridge's name a little bit. I haven't, honestly watched a lot of uh western michigan however they did give me one of my favorite wide receiver prospects ever in Corey davis so that all-time brand guy that is starting to pay off let's
1: yeah, AJ, go. aj brown and corey davis they're they're the future of tennessee
0: Both well, so of them were my guys one corey davis was wide receiver one in his class and aj brown was wide receiver two we won't talk about who wide receiver one was in that class
1: all right. That's fine with me. Uh, uh, but but of the he, guys, did he's you, you have well. you have any more comments about uh the receivers uh that I, I ranked or anything?
0: Uh so again, like a, your your later round like your later guys were like Eskeridge, Watkins, um hmm. guys I haven't quite gotten to yet. Uh that wide receiver out of North Texas, his name's already escaped for me. Jalen Durden? Darden. Darden. Okay. See? I'm not good with names. <laughs> oh, I'm not good with names, especially if they're difficult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but like, again, a wide receiver, I, I'm hoping to get some time off a little bit, uh, in the coming weeks where I can sit down and be like, alright, who am I getting? Here's a big ass list. So I have like, like I said, Demonte Kotze, uh, Des Fitzpatrick, Traylon Burks, JD Spielman, Watkins, I've had Eskridge now. There's a whole bunch. This wide receiver class is stupid deep. Listen, it could be at least 50 or 60 deep. Where I, this might be the first position I've ever cracked 50 on. This is the first one I ever cracked 30. <laughs> and you're not even done the season yet. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. Wide receiver and edge rusher this year and corner are just stupid deep.
1: I honestly can't wait to do defense because it's going to be a crapshoot.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. So let's move on to tight ends. I have 12. How many do you have?
1: Thirteen.
0: All right. So five for five again? Yep. All right. So who you got at one? Or one through five?
1: Um, this paying me so much because I wanted Pat Fryermuth to be tight in one, but Kyle Pitts is tight in one.
0: Sure. Uh,
1: Pat Fryermuth is two. Uh, Hunter Long, three. Brevin Jordan, four. Kaniya Boa, five.
0: Similar, slightly different, though. So I have Pitts at one, Friermuth at two. Uh, I have Brevin Jordan at three. I think Brevin Jordan gives you a lot of that Evan Ingram type mm. player. um Hunter Long at four. Kerry Angeline at five.
1: See, I love Kerry Angeline. I just know nope, he's not, not going to be of
0: greatness. You're afraid of greatness.
1: I just know he's not going to be a top ten tight end in this class, and it just hurts me. But I I still want him day three. Give me him day three. Ah. Uh. Despite everything. I, I
0: have I have him in my top 100 players.
1: He is he is really good, but to me the thing that bothers me is that he just doesn't have that top end speed.
0: No, he doesn't. Which it sucks. But here's the thing: tight end is another position where there's some guys I need to add. Like I I really want to actually sit down and watch Cade Auten out of Washington. I don't know if he's on
1: I, I haven't I don't even have him ranked, but I want to see him.
0: Yeah, the, he's another one that's kind of on the list. There are a couple that I haven't quite gotten around to yet, and we'll talk about them once we're done. Uh go uh so 6 through 10 for you.
1: Jake Ferguson Wisconsin 6, uh Trey McBride 7 from Colorado State, uh Charlie Charlie Kolar 8, uh Tony uh Poljan from Virginia at 9, and then Brant Keithy at
0: 10. We're very different here. Yeah. <laughs> I have Charlie Kolar from Iowa State at uh, six, Kenny Yoboa from Ole Miss at seven, Brant Keithy from Utah at eight, Peyton Hendershot from Indiana at nine, and Trey McBride from Colorado State at ten.
1: Yeah, uh, McBride, I have not
0: watched Jake Ferguson, so yeah, uh, I, I have studied him. So I've seen him in the in like the Wisconsin games I've watched, but I haven't studied him.
1: Yeah, he, he's he's really good. Super lengthy, uh, good blocker. Uh, someone, also someone that's not gonna, the, really the six through 10 lists are like guys that are either somewhat athletic. They have some sort of skill that'll translate, right? Yeah. So for Ferguson, he can block. He has some athleticism. McBride is just a, a mauler. I mean, dude just pancakes people. Uh, Charlie Kolar, he's slow as hell, but he has great hands. And he's that kind of you know the old school tight end. I love some
0: Tate t- Hendershot, man. He he is a guy that I legitimately could see passing some of the guys in front of him for,
1: for me. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. He's, he.
0: he's really. I don't good. know if it's he
1: is he, he's a junior, right? I I think don't quote me. I think he is, but why don't I look this up? He is
0: senior. No, I saw something else. I'm going to text oh. it to you. I don't want to, I don't want to break <laughs> like that. Um, hang on. Let me just. Uh, Peyton Hendershot is a redshirt junior.
1: Gotcha. All right. You just uh, saw what I
0: texted you, didn't you? Yeah, yes, yeah. I was not
1: um, expecting that. Yeah, yeah, I was not either. Um, But, yeah, so for me, Hendershot, I haven't ranked him yet because I haven't studied him exclusively. I've seen him in Indiana games. So what you've seen for Jake Ferguson, but I haven't actually studied oh, him. Oh,
0: I forgot to mention this for the running backs. I actually took Stevie Scott out of my rankings. I don't think there's a chance in hell he uh, he declares to the draft.
1: Well, yeah, that's
0: I, I took that into account as well. Yeah. Um, one guy, that I think, that, speaking of Indiana, while we're talking about Hendershot, that we both are looking to add to our rankings that haven't gotten to yet is Ty Freyfogle, right?
1: Yeah, 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 for
0: yeah. sure. I honestly don't think he's going to be taken higher than like a sixth, fifth, or a
1: sixth. For sure. I mean, he's definitely made himself draftable. He's a jump
0: but... ball guy, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, well, that's what Warren Jackson may end up being as well. So yeah. that we might have to... I might have to adjust my rankings to reflect both of them like near each other because they're the same type of player. Yeah. But Fry Fogo has this year's film.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: All right, last couple of names.
0: Uh, yeah, so for me, I just have two more. I have Matt Bushman from BYU and Quentin Morris from uh, from Bowling Green at 11 and 12. I got Nick
1: Eubanks at 11, Quentin Morris at 12, and unfortunately, this hurt me so much to do this, but Kerry Angeline is 13.
0: Oh my God, that is straight up disrespectful. The listen, worst I've, ranked tight end? You
1: look,
0: were the first on him!
1: I know, but I, listen, this is, this is a baseline. I need to look at more guys. He's gonna rise up my rank as I promise you. All He's right. probably gonna be fringe top 10 tight ends, but it, it just, it sucks because like the the other guys just have more athleticism. Man. That's what it's. It pains me to rank him that low because I I think he's a great player, but I don't think he's he's higher than like a tight end two on a team. That's what yeah I think. for sure. The other guys are they could be starters, but he's like a tight end two to me.
0: I don't think Whit Morris is a starter I, <laughs> at all. At all,
1: he could be a tight end two, but I think he has he has. Certainly more speed than Angeline.
0: Yeah. Granted, bowling grids is bad. They're just really bad.
1: They're so bad. I want him to get a senior bowl invite, Quinn Morris, because...
0: I think it was Nagy that was the first to tweet about him.
1: Yeah, he was. And hello, Nagy? You gonna, you gonna send out that invite to him? <laughs> uh, but I want to send, I want Angeline and Quinn Morris both to go.
0: Yeah, for sure. Alright. So, I have 19 offensive tackles.
1: Uh, let me check. I don't think I have that many, but I could be wrong. Let's see here. I got 14.
0: All right. So why don't we go one through five again? So why don't you lead us off?
1: Uh, Penesul one, obviously. Rashawn uh, Slater two. Darasaw three. Uh, Alex Leatherwood four. And then, uh, Liam Eigenberg at five.
0: So a little bit different. So I have Penesul at one. Christian Darasaw two. The brand. Three, Sam Cosme. Four, Alex Leatherwood. Five, Liam Eikenberg. Let's talk the elephant in the room. You have Sam Cosby. So you don't have Sam Cosby. I don't have Rashawn Slater.
1: You'd so, think he's going to go to guard.
0: Yeah, I have him as an interior. I have him. He's interior offensive line uh, three for me. I have him behind Wyatt Davidson. You don't have interior guys, right?
1: No, no, not uh, yet. I'll
0: just once we're done I can I can't I'll wait to do off. that
1: though cuz it, it's gonna I'm going to have some names in there that people uh
0: when we're done really the tackles I'll just list off my interior guys. Does that work? Yeah, that's fine. Right. Right. That's fine. So yeah, I have Slater um just kicked inside. Um the reason being for Slater, he's small, man. He's listed at 64 and 295. Yeah, I know. He, it's realistically 63 2, 285.
1: It's going to be tough to see him at tackle, but I I really think he can can throw. Don't get
0: me wrong. I love him as a player. And every time I go back and rank, like, he has, despite not having any film from this year, always been climbing up my rankings. It's wild. Because I just go back to, yeah, but he completely dominated last year on a team that was void of any talent and had his best game against Chase Young. Yeah. How does that I mean, not go high? I it is I it's hard com- to argue. I have him comped to um uh Cody Whitehair, who was a tackle at Kansas State, moved inside to play center for the Bears, has been a really good center. Um now if you're someone like Daniel Jeremiah who has him as the best offensive lineman in this class, you'd be thinking closer and I'm this is gonna be sacrilege, closer to like a Zach Martin comparison in terms of tackle going inside. Right. Because yeah. I don't think he's going to play the offensive tackle at the next level.
1: There's I think a
0: good chance successful. he doesn't, but because if you're six four playing tackle, you need to be like Jason Peters type build where you're like three thirty, or nice. um, the kid from the Patriots, Isaiah Wynn, who's like three twenty five. He's not that big. He can't get that big. Yeah, I think he could max out at three oh five. Probably. Uh. So yeah, that's just the big difference with us six through ten.
1: Yep, I got uh, Cosme at 6, uh, Dylan Rendon at 7, uh, Jalen Mayfield at 8, Tevin Jenkins 9, Jackson Carmen 10.
0: All right, I have it a little bit different. So I have Jalen Mayfield at 6, Dylan Radins at 7, uh, Jackson Carmen at 8, Tevin Jenkins at 9, Daniel Falele at 10.
1: Yeah, for me, Daniel Falele comes in at 11, then Alaric Jackson, Tommy Doyle, and then Abraham Lucas at 14.
0: And then you're, you're, you're capped out, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So for me, I have a lot more guys. Uh, so I have Abraham Lucas at 11, Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa at 12. This kid is really good. He, he, he has all the tape you would want in a Northern Iowa offensive lineman. I have one issue with him. He might be too damn tall. He's like 6'9 and a half. So yeah. there are times where he's just standing almost straight up.
1: Yeah, he's, he's really gonna have to to have good leverage cause he's gonna get bull rushed.
0: Yeah, uh, so he's at 12, Alaric Jackson 13. I would not be surprised if Jackson is kicked inside to be a guard at the next I level. I think
1: he, I think that would be his best move.
0: Because he doesn't have great lateral agility, but he is a monster in the run game. His best he's asset be is his run blocking. Uh, we'll go
1: ahead and call uh, yeah. it now. He's gonna be a
0: guard. Uh, Tommy Doyle at 14 and then I have Obina Easy. From Memphis at 15. Uh, and then I'll just go 16 through 19. Uh, I have Walker Little at offensive tackle 16. <laughs> what? Oh, man. It's
1: just funny because people really think he's he's a, a top a top I five, haven't top talked ten. to
0: anyone in the last, like, three months that even has him in their top ten anymore. Thank God. Yeah, because he's terrible. Uh Robert Jones from Mid-Tennessee State is 17. Thier Munford from Ohio State is 18. And Greg Island from Mississippi State is 19.
1: I have not watched any of those guys. That's yeah. Right, I'm gonna lie to you.
0: You're you not really missing a lot. Robert Jones is actually pretty good. I think he's going to be a Senior Bowl guy. He was a Senior Bowl watchless guy. That's how I got on him. I haven't really kept up with him too much this year. But if it's more of the same, we're talking probably round five, round six. For sure. All right, and then just to finish this off, you don't have interior guys, but I do. I have 13. So I have Wyatt Davis, one. Elijah Vera Tucker, two. He has been a massive riser this year. Um, He went from outside my top five at the position to—
1: So he moved from guard to tackle, right, this year? Yes,
0: but I still think he's going to be playing guard at the next level. Gotcha. Rashawn Slater at three. Trey Smith from Tennessee at four. Creed Humphrey at five. Josh Myers from Ohio State at six. Uh, Drake Jackson from Kentucky. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For the brand. For the brand. Landon Dickerson from Alabama at eight. Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa at nine. He hasn't been as good as uh, this year as he was as a redshirt sophomore. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no. As a redshirt freshman last year, he hasn't been as good uh as he was in his freshman year. Deontay Brown from Alabama uh, at ten. Jimmy Morrissey from Pittsburgh at eleven. Sedarius Hutcherson from South Carolina at twelve. And he's playing. Well, he played tackle before opting out, but I think he's going to be a guard at the next level. Deontay Smith from East Carolina at 13. Gotcha. Any yep. names stand out to you?
1: Uh, Drake Jackson, for one. Daz, for the brand. Uh, two, Landon Dickerson, maybe a top five inside offensive lineman.
0: Okay, so of the, fu- fi- of the five that I listed, of mm-hmm. my top five, who would you place over? Who would you place
1: uh, over? Let me see here. Can you, can you refresh my memory for the top five?
0: Davis, Vera Tucker, Slater, Smith, Humphrey.
1: Well, he's gonna be in the top five for me because I'm still putting Slater at, at the Walter. tackle, so
0: So you would put but him man. over Josh Fires, right?
1: Um I probably have him at five. Like I, I still I would keep you so you had uh
0: Wyatt D- Davis,
1: right? And yep. then
0: Vera Tucker. Tucker. Slater, Just, but you have uh, him at tackle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Trey Smith. Mm-hmm. and creed humphrey so if you take up slater move him to tackle my next one will be josh myers
1: i would probably switch creed humphrey and josh myers and have creed at six and dickerson at five and then him. have then have drake jackson after um creed humphrey
0: yeah uh man i can't wait till we get to talk about some of these defensive players <laughs>
1: That the the safety class, I'm 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 very the safety worried. Class about is, that. Is I'm interesting. very worried. I'm very worried about. Studying there is them.
0: so much up and down across everything this year. Well, um, the thing
1: is, I like Richard LeCount a lot, but a lot of people don't seem to like like him as a, a top five. Yeah. shot. So I have to, I have to study and see, but I've been doing all offensive guys so far. So once I get into defense.
0: Uh it'll be interesting. So before we get out of here, there were two coach firings this weekend. There was uh Arizona letting go of uh Mike I think there was three actually. Kevin Kevin Suml oh no, there were three. You're absolutely right. So uh I wrote an article on the Kevin Sumlin firing, um and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh but then there was also Lovey Smith at Illinois. Mm -hmm. where we kind of saw the writing on the wall if he didn't pull out
1: if he didn't win last year against wisconsin he would have been gone. he's already gone
0: he's already gone so people are like oh well he he got them to a bowl game and they fire him the next year well that was a fluke bowl season
1: well first of all they lost to what northwestern the last week didn't they
0: last year when when they were god awful yep um should have been fired and then gus malzahn 21 million dollar buyout
1: Look, it, it was a move Auburn had to make. He's been really the last two seasons. They have underperformed woefully.
0: It's trying to make Bo Nix a thing. It costs them.
1: Well, uh, Ben Glassmeyer, he brought up a, a great point last, late last night. What if Auburn gets Hugh Freeze and Malik Willis transfers back to Auburn and and takes the quarterback position from Bo Nix? That'd be amazing. I, listen, um, that would be so big for the
0: brand. I would, that would I would not stop talking shit. So why don't I mean here are the guys that, that I listed six guys in my article for um for Arizona. So I have Graham Harrell from USC, the offensive coordinator. That that would be my number one target if I'm Arizona. Listen, you need to put up points. Graham Harrell is capable of running an offense that with anybody can put up points. Look at what he did at North Texas. Yeah. It's a no brainer. Yeah. Uh I will continuously beat the drum for Brian Harrison to go to a power five school. So he's another one. The Boise state guy, his buyout is insanely cheap. So you can afford it. You can afford it. He's only making $1.4 million at Boise. That's a steal. That's a steal. Uh, so, but again, he's more of a kind of locker room leader. Again, offensive minded guy, former yeah. quarterback.
1: He's going to need to bring in some, a good staff.
0: Yeah. And I think he's capable of doing so. Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the other one I have in terms of if you want to put up a, a, just a ridiculous amount of points, Josh Heupel from UCF. It's
1: going to be incredibly difficult to get him from there. It would be essentially a lateral move for him or even a step down in some degree.
0: Here's the thing. He's 42 years old, proven track record, kind of like Brian Harson. If he doesn't go to a power five job now, is it too late?
1: I don't think so. UCF is going to be a hotbed for they've been stealing coaches for over the last couple of seasons. I mean, what they stole. Um, well, I mean, Scott Frost has not been good at Nebraska. He's probably going to get fired here soon, probably next year, next year, because they're going to hang on to him. Um, who came in after him? Satterfield, right?
0: No, Satterfield was at state.
1: No, no, no. I'm, I'm getting it confused now.
0: Josh Heupel was the replacement for. Oh, gotcha. Oh, so yeah. he's
1: still there. Yeah, he's 28 and seven in three years. I think he's going to still get a, a power <sighs> five offer. I, I think there's going to be more firing, so he's going to get a, a better. Here's offer. the thing.
0: This is such a bizarre year that South Carolina hiring their their head coach slipped under the radar entirely. It did. And then I looked at who it was, and I'm like, well, that, that's, that's disappointing. You're South Carolina. You can do better than that.
1: Also, Arkansas State hired Butch Jones.
0: I did. I saw that one. Uh, I didn't realize that Arkansas State had an opening, and then I looked at Blake Anderson, the Arkansas State head coach. Yeah, they gave went him a big game. No, he went to Utah State. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Uh, so the other ones I have, I have Jay Norvell out of Nevada. Um, listen, he's leading them to their best season since Kaepernick was a QB. They got potential first-round pick for 2022. Carson Strong, you mentioned him. I here's one that was, as I wrote it, got more and more surprising. Brent Brennan from South, uh, from San Jose State.
1: He just he, went he just read three up. Three
0: twenty-two though. in his first two years at South, uh, San Jose State. Three
1: and twenty-two.
0: Yes, and then they went 5-7 and seven last year, and now they're in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, yeah, they're 6-0. They they're just beat Nevada. And they're doing it with Nick Starkle, at quarterback. He has had a hell of a journey. <laughs> yeah, from Texas A&M to Arkansas to San
1: Jose State. That is drastically different programs. And one, last,
0: yeah, one last name for Arizona, Ken Niamatololo.
1: I will not repeat
0: that name. Navy. Gotcha. He almost got the job when Sumlin did, but Khalil Tate threw a hissy fit. Of course.
1: Now and then that, he's not even the quarterback. He's
0: gone. He's, he's, oh, yeah. he, he's graduated. Remember when Khalil Tate was supposed to be a thing?
1: I don't know why people ever, he was like a Denar Robinson clone yeah. and he just couldn't
0: throw. Yeah, exactly. So maybe run it, like Neil Matalolo does not need to run the triple option, but he's definitely an option. Like, you know, for that. And then we'll talk about Illinois. Some of the names that came to mind for me, Uh Jeff Monken from Army. He's from Illinois. Yeah. Uh Appears to be one of the, the the leading, uh you know, names according to people like Bruce Feldman, people that are way in the, more in the know than us. Uh, mm-hmm. If I'm in Illinois, I'm also looking at Lance Leopold from Buffalo. What
1: about uh trying to bring in Billy Napier?
0: I don't think Illinois has that type of pull. I don't think that, Billy Napier is looking SEC. Oh, yeah.
1: He's, he, he's, he's in like SEC country right now. He's in right SEC
0: now. country. It, he'd already know the area, wouldn't need to familiarize himself with like a brand new area. The names that I've seen connected for Illinois are like Leopold, um, the one I just said, uh, Jeff Monkin. Um, there's the other one that I think is, is really interesting, uh, Troy Calhoun from Air Force. He, Again, doesn't, he's run regular offenses, like he was the offensive coordinator at, uh, Wake Forest. So he can mm-hmm. run a regular offense, doesn't need to be married to the triple option. But it might be a decent idea for Illinois to incorporate a lot of that type of offense in their game. Um, another one that I've seen mentioned a lot is Wisconsin defensive coordinator Jim Leonard. Uh, yep. Brett Bielema is another one I've seen connected. I, I don't yeah. know how I feel about that one.
1: I don't like it at all.
0: Yeah, I don't really like that one I think, either. I think his time is up. Um, And then Jason Candle from Toledo is another one that I've seen. Matt yeah. Campbell coaching tree took over from Matt Campbell after uh, Campbell went to Iowa State. Might be ready for that move. Uh, and then Auburn, I mean, take your pick. Billy Napier, Jamie Chadwell, if you really want to go, like... If you want to go cost-effective... Then you're going Chadwell or uh or Napier. If you don't mind splashing the cash, Hugh Freeze, Steve. Don't all the money. <laughs> I don't know if Sarkeesian would would uh, would go from Bama to to, to Auburn. Man, here's I the hope thing.
1: He, I hope he moves in the middle of the night.
0: <laughs> a lot of them, a lot of the ones that I've been seeing connected to to Auburn are former Bama guys, anyways, because Napier was an assistant too. Yep. It's um, crazy. It's
1: so crazy Alabama's coaching tree. It's ridiculous. Like, I wanna sit down over the summer and just look at the just the tree and basically make a diagram.
0: I was seeing like uh Dan Quinn connected to the Auburn job. Is I mean,
1: they gonna have a good defense, but he needs I hope he, bring, he, I hope needs he brings in an offensive coordinator that is going to be creative because Auburn,
0: they're already built like – they're like a here's, spread the, here's the thing. So last year with – I've also seen Lane Kiffin connected to, to Auburn. <laughs> you know, bro, Ole I'm Miss so, fans will burn his house down. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do uh, it. One that I've seen – or what? one that I'd be interested to see – I connected him, um, where was I going with this thought process? I had one. I had a train of thought, and then I completely lost that train of thought. Um, like, I'm kind of wondering whether, like, let's say you get Dan Quinn. Who would you bring in as your offensive coordinator? Would you go, like, hey, oh, Mario Cristobal is another one, the Oregon head coach that's being connected. God. Dude. I I think I got it. Bring me Chris Peterson. That's interesting. Bring me like Chris Peterson. Could Matt Campbell go? Like the, Auburn is apparently not afraid of spending ridiculous sums of money during a, during a pandemic.
1: Yeah, they're not at all.
0: Uh, yeah, that Auburn one's going to be interesting to watch. There are so many potential coaching vacancies that could open up. Uh, I look at Tennessee as another one that could definitely open up. Um, really, I think that's it for the SEC, right? Because there's there's Vandy that's open. South Carolina's already done. Auburn, Tennessee. I don't think anyone from from the SEC is firing, right? Outside of those, um, outside of those people, no, no. Big Ten, maybe. Oh, Luke Fickle was the name I was going to bring up for Auburn.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, he'd be he'd be amazing, amazing yeah. Auburn.
0: Um, the Big Ten outside of Illinois, uh, Nebraska, maybe Purdue, maybe. I I, I had a, a talk with someone about uh, that that covers uh, Purdue. It would be way too expensive to fire him this year. I think their defensive coordinator is gone. He's been god-awful. Yeah, uh, that's the only one. Oh, you know what? That The other name I was thinking of was Tom Allen for for Auburn, but here's the thing. If this was last year, sure. This year, no. He wants to build Indiana.
1: He, he might want to hold out for another two, three years when he gets, like, major, a major job. Opening.
0: Granted, yeah, exactly. Like, he'd have to – Tom Allen would want, like, Ohio State or <laughs> – you know, Alabama, That those are the ones I can see him leaving for. Um, I don't really see anyone else really in consideration. But, yeah, Big Ten, really Purdue, Nebraska, those are the only ones I could see maybe making a move. Michigan, maybe? It yeah, all depends I mean, on what Harbaugh does.
1: If they ever let go of Harbaugh, which they don't want to see him do, so.
0: Uh, Big 12, I think everyone's safe.
1: Yeah, there's really no like. Tom
0: Herman is the one, but they've already come out and said that he's not going anywhere. Uh, and then in the Pac 12, really, there, was, there weren't enough games this year for there to be a firing. Chip Kelly would have been the only one coming into the year, but that.
1: He saved his job for at least two years. He saved his job
0: at least two years. There are no real ones in the, in the, in the Pac 12 that I can think of. There's no one that's been outright bad. Uh, don't really think any of them need to be fired. Yeah, straight up. Uh, that's gonna do it for today, guys. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Mike H underscore draft. You can find Devin on Twitter at Real D underscore Jackson. You can follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow our work at Blue Chip Scouting. Uh, Devin and I are both like neck deep in projects that we're gonna have out for the website soon. So keep your uh, your eyes you know uh, peeled for that. Uh, we will be back later this week. we got something really awesome uh, for later this week. You guys are going to love it. And until next time, guys, just remember, 10% off your next uh, purchase of Built Bar. Use the code BIGSHOTS, all one word. And we'll see you again later.